All right, what's up, everybody? Jack Maloney back with Friendly Bounce, Hardwood Paroxysm Basketball Network. We're here for our special season preview podcast. Today I'm with my guys Donnie and Zach. We're going to talk about the Utah Jazz. And last year they were 38-44, and 44, really came on strong after the All-Star break. Um, pretty much the same team coming back. Uh, they added Raul and Nato um, as a point guard. Uh, Tibor Plyce, Jeff Withy. Um, to the squad, and then they drafted Trey Lyles. Uh, but for the most part, I mean, all the main pieces are still there, um, minus Exum, obviously, because of his ACL injury. But it's pretty much the same team that was really, really strong after the All-Star break. And I don't know what your guys think about them, but it seems like a lot of people are picking them to make the jump to to the playoffs this year. Yeah, I, I think that they're one of those prime candidates to make that jump. But, you know, looking at the roster, the Exum injury is huge because mm-hmm. that that really hurts our guard depth. And, I mean, look, at point guard, they have Trey Burke, Bryce Cotton, most likely, and Raul Neto. You know, one of those guys go If, say, Trey Burke gets hurt, then they're kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel almost. I mean, you can use Alec Burks as a as a ball handler, but he has to stay healthy. So if they have a, an injury in the backcourt, I think that could derail them for a portion of the season. But I think that they, they could make that jump and, and be a playoff team in the West, even though it's just an absolute gauntlet out there. Right. And Yeah, I mean... No, sorry, go ahead, Danny. No, you just you look at the seven eight spots, and I, to me, they're more likely than not to make the playoffs, even with the Exum injury. Because I, I mean, you look at Dallas is obviously going to fall off some. I think they're going to fall off a ton. Portland is not a playoff team, so I, I I feel pretty good about Utah this year. They know who they are now. Another system, another year in Snyder's system. And to your point guard question. You wonder if an injury happened if at that point they just go no point guard lineups. I mean, with just Hayward and Burks and think they have enough ball handling then. But the, this is a team people don't want to play. They were very, very good down the stretch last year. And a lot of times I think the second half, first half versus first half can just be noise. But for this year it happened almost immediately when they made a transformative roster change. Right. And played Gobert instead of the traded Enos Cantor. So to me, that's legit. Yeah. So you're taking taking a negative defensive player <laughs> away and adding a positive one can help a team. <laughs> negative defensive player is like the nicest thing anyone said about Enos Cantor's defense. Like that's, that's putting it about as mildly as you can. <laughs> okay. Back. To, okay. Quick side note. Back during his rookie season. Andrew Nicholson got burned by Anthony Bennett in a preseason game. And the game was on NBA TV, but blacked out in the Orlando area, so I had to wait and watch a replay of it. I compared Andrew Nicholson's defense in that fourth quarter to trying to defend a piece of paper. I don't know if Enos Cantor could guard a piece of paper. <laughs> so that's that's probably a better analogy for his defense. Yeah, he... He certainly is not good. Um, That's the Thunder's problem now, though. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, Gobert, like we saw at the end of last year, we saw it in 
I mean, like in Eurobasket, I know it's not the same competition, obviously, but like, the dude blocked a shot with his elbow. Like, the dude's ridiculous on the defensive end. Um, no one should be that long. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's just not fair. And at the same time, you know, everyone talks about Gobert in that front court. Their favors isn't a slouch defensive lead. Right. No, he's really good. So and I think part of the reason he was so overlooked was because he had to, you know, clean up Cantor's messes that whole time. <laughs> And now everyone's giving Gobert all the credit, but right. you're right, Derek Favors is really good. He moves his feet well. Uh, he's, he's a smart player, and that's the thing. Gobert is smart, too. Not only are they good athletically, they're really smart. It's hard to get them out of position. And Gobert, obviously, I mean, he's never out of position because his arms extend <laughs> the entire court. But Favors, you're right, is, is a very underrated player on both ends of the floor, in my mind. Yep. And then even when you go to the bench, you have Trevor Booker is is not the player those two are, but the dude's going to give everything he has on the defensive end. I mean, both ends of the court, really. Like, right. So you're, even though you're losing some skill, like he's going to make up for it with effort, which, I mean, you can't ask for more effort than he provides on off the bench. Like, the dude's willing to take swings at people in preseason games. <laughs> yeah. They're a little too hyped sometimes, but <laughs> absolutely. I mean... You know, that cliche veteran leadership last year. Yeah. He had that one random 30-plus point game. Um, I mean, Booker's fun to watch, too. He's another guy that just high basketball IQs on this Jazz team kind of give Quinn Snyder a lot of options because he's another guy who's a pretty good passer, knows his role, and we talked yeah. about that with Joe English before we went on the pod. Just This is a whole team of people who aren't going to complain about what they're asked to do. And I, I think that's why... They're just, they kind of fit perfectly. Yeah, and another guy off their bench that I, I was maybe slightly higher on him than some people were in last year's draft was Rodney Hood. Yeah. The kid can shoot the cover off the ball. Yep. You know, if he can, you know, become even, you know, just a, a flat line defender, like, you know, you're not going to lose too much, but you're not going to gain much with him out there. You know, then that's going to be a positive for him and for the Jazz. Because, I mean, looking at that roster, outside of Gordon Hayward, they don't really have many, many true shooters. So, right. who's right. going to play an important role as a, as a floor spacer? And you know, maybe we could see him closing some games if, if they decide to go. You know, maybe with like a Burks, Burks, Hood, Hayward, Favors, Gobert type of lineup or something like that. Yeah, they. Yeah, yeah, you can't rely on Burke obviously for three-point shooting. Um, He was thirty-two percent last year, and I mean, you don't really know what NATO is going to give you. He's looked okay in preseason, but I mean, you can't really take anything from that, especially you don't know what he's going to do shooting. You know, English isn't isn't bad. in terms of spacing the floor, um, we'll see what Burks does when he comes back. But, but yeah, Hayward is is definitely their big, their like most consistent deep threat, along with Hood, um, from the outside. It's just how many minutes does Hood get? But, but yeah, on their like their main core guys, Hayward is the is really the one who's a who's a true shooter, um, and that's not all he does, obviously, but. 
he can definitely provide that. We saw it when we've seen it his whole career. But Yeah, I mean he's he's just so it's really good and I mean Yeah. You talk about borderline all stars in the West, it's gonna be so hard for him to make the team, but he just does everything well. The Jazz last year as a team were not a great fast break team, and I know that's something Quinn Snyder especially early in the year, tried to get them to push the pace a little more. Not to be like a ridiculous fast-paced team all the time, but to push the pace a little more when they had advantage. And Gordon Hayward was actually 10th in the league in fast-break points last year. The rest of his teammates weren't that great at it. But he's really good at when they get him an outlet pass. If he's just got a smaller guard in front of him, he just keeps going to the rim and uses his size over him. And like you said, he's a great shooter. He's a good defender. He's a good ball handler. He's just... He's one of those jacks-of-all-trades players. I love watching him play, and I think he's a perfect fit for what Quinn Snyder wants to do and what the rest of the Jazz roster is constructed around him. Yeah, he. when we saw he had a buzz, like he's hit buzzer beaters. He had the huge one against the Cavs last year. Like He'll go up and dunk on people. Like the dude is so underrated, I feel like. But, but you're right in the West. It's just, I mean, Gordon's incredible, but... How are you going to beat out, like, the forwards? you got Blake Griffin, Anthony Davis, Durant. Like, how are you going to make, ever going to make an all-star game? Durant's back. Yeah, like, he's he's probably never going to make an all-star team his whole career, and it's through no fault of his own other than he happened to come up in a generation with with Anthony Davis, Blake Griffin, and and Kevin Durant. Yeah, and, you know, I think that... You know, we talk about him kind of being underrated. You know, flip it back a year, everyone was questioning the Jazz, you know, matching that max contract that he got from the right. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that the amount of guys who are getting max deals now might yeah. not actually represent who really deserves it because I think that when you really break it down there's only a few who truly deserve to be a max player you know your LeBron James is your Durant your Anthony Davis is but he, he deserves to get paid and he's proving to everyone who doubted that contract that he's worth it which I think is really big oh yeah I, I think to your point on Max contracts. You sometimes you see teams having to um, to overpay to to either get guys or keep guys, and that sometimes goes to taking the max, and which is why you know Charlotte pretty much had to offer him a max offer to get him to to come there, and so that's how that happens. But but I mean, yeah, you, the dude deserves it. I I don't think anyone really talks about Hayward enough as as a really special player in the league, but. That's also because the Jazz have been so bad um, for so long, and I think that could definitely change this year. Yeah, and I mean, you look at Hayward's contract now, and it's you know it's a huge break for the Jazz that it came up last year because yeah. you know, now with that contract, it's going to look like a steal in a couple right. of years. Which I mean, it's just it's basically pure luck because of the timing of it. But now it's almost a steal, and you have an elite wing you know, on a contract that's not going to even look like a max contract right. in a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, of course, I think that's that's another thing that, that 
needs to be mentioned with all these max contracts that are going out is the fact that the salary cap's going up so much yeah. that it's not going to be max. It's going to be that's probably going to be closer to like what you know your average guy's going to be getting. So, like, is he get it like that? It's a good contract. Yeah, he's making like fourteen, and like. You probably start seeing guys with... Isn't that what Tristan Thompson's asking for? Like, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's definitely going to be a, a jump from the... You know, Gordon Hayward making the same money as Tristan Thompson. I mean, Tristan Thompson's a nice player, but come on. He's not... Yeah. He's not that good. <laughs> um, but, you know, at, at the same time, with Thompson, you know, with the cap going up, that, that's probably what his value really is in yeah. a year, which, which is why he's smart to not, you know, cave and sign for what the Cavs want him to. Yeah. No, yeah, that's that's definitely going to be an interesting situation. He's still not signed. Um, but yeah, we should, I guess, focus on the Jazz since this is the Jazz podcast. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess, do you guys have any sort of final thoughts? I, I feel like we've covered most things um, I mean, if you maybe want to talk about Exum but uh, there's not really too much to say other than it's too bad that he's out But yeah it's really unfortunate that we're not going to get to see him because the second year especially for international guys I think is is really important Yeah, and he, he showed some good signs especially in the second half last season of the game coming to him so it's it's really unfortunate that he's going to be out, but I'm just excited to watch Rudy Gobert and see how he continues to develop because yeah. you know maybe he doesn't need to to add to his offensive game a ton because he could be like a kind of like a Tyson Chandler yeah. type, right? Um, but can he defend at the same high level that he did and? manage to stay out of foul trouble because sooner or later teams are going to start you know figuring out what he does so mm-hmm. how can he adjust to teams adjusting to him yeah yeah I mean for me really excited about the return of Alec Burks as you know not just is he a good player I think in this system he's the guy there's going to be a lot of there's a lot of ball movement and it gets a lot of scrambling defenses, and he's a really good straight-line dribbler to the basket. Someone who, when the defense is a little out of position, he can get to the hole. And I think Alec Burks is really talented. Him and Hayward are kind of good complements for each other. And like you said about Gobert, I'm interested in him offensively as well. I mean, he's shown flashes of being a really good passer, and he's not one of those guys who's going to go shoot 30% from the line either. So he's, not, he's never going to be an all-star offensive player. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. but if, if he can be a good passer, like you said, play that Tyson Chandler role a little bit, you have to respect him going to the lane because of those monster arms. Right. So he's at least going to take some attention away from the guard on the pick and roll. Hey, this is just going to be a fun team. They're going to be one of my favorite teams to watch this year, and I really do believe they'll be taking the next step and not only making the playoffs, but I don't think they're going to make any noise in the playoffs, but they might be one of those... Uh, teams that makes the first round a little bit more competitive than you would expect for one of the elite teams in the West, just because it's going to be so hard to score on them. Yeah, 
Um, they're going to be a team that gets lead pass alerted a lot. Because I, I think they're going to be, because their defense is going to be good enough that they'll play in a lot of close games, I think. Yep. And, you know, the offense might struggle some, but I think that they can they can get it done. And they're going to be a team that everyone's going to enjoy watching. Almost like the Bucks from last season. Yeah. You know, the, the jump isn't going to be as big, but it's still a jump and a fun young team to watch. I'm definitely excited for this Jazz squad. And yeah, your point about Exum, too, about like the second year is even if he's not great this year, it's still a, a year where you can learn you know, so much about him and he can learn so much about the game. Whereas like, if you're trying to make a jump, th- jump this year, he's like along for that ride. Whereas you know, if you make a little jump this year and now next year you're trying to be like in the top six or whatever in the West, he's not really on that level. Like, he's not really on that same page because he's still working his way back like from injury and trying to develop, you know, his game while you're trying to, you're almost like leaving him behind in a way. And so that's, you know, that's just a killer. Even if he's not a great play, even if he wouldn't have been a great player for them this year, it's such a huge year for him developmentally. Um, that is just, I mean, it, it always sucks when guys get hurt, but especially young guys like that. But yeah, the, uh, the Jazz are going to be a lot of fun this year. All right, that's a wrap for Utah. My guys, Donnie and Zach. Here's our boy DJ Los Latino playing us out. Peace. This ain't jump. This ain't slam. The name of this record is Bounce.